Section twenty eight of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. The Birth of Bran, Chapter two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. When Yolan and Tyrion were married, they went to Ulster, and they lived together very happily. But the law of life is changed, nothing continues in the same way for any length of time. Happiness must become unhappiness, and will be succeeded again by the joy it has displaced. The past also must be reckoned with. It is seldom as far behind us as we could wish. It is more often in front, blocking the way, and the future trips over it just when we think that the road is clear and joy our own. Yolan had a past. He was not ashamed of it, he merely thought it was finished, although in truth it was only beginning, for it is that perpetual beginning of the past that we call the future. Before he joined the Fianna, he had been in love with a lady of the She, named Ukdiele, Fair Breast, and they had been sweethearts for years. How often he had visited his sweetheart in Fairy, with what eagerness and anticipation he had gone there. The lover's whistle that he used to give was known to every person in that She, and he had been discussed by more than one of the delicate sweet ladies of Fairy. "'That is your whistle, Fair Breast,' her sister of the She would say, and Ukdiele would reply, Yes, that is my mortal, my lover, my pulse, and my one treasure. She laid her spinning aside, or her embroidery if she was at that, or if she were baking a cake of fine wheaten bread mixed with honey, she would leave the cake to bake itself and fly to Yolan. Then they went hand in hand in the country that smells of apple blossom and honey, looking on heavy bowed trees and on dancing and beaming clouds. Or they stood dreaming together, locked in a clasping of arms and eyes, gazing up and down on each other, Yolan staring down into sweet grey wells that peeped and flickered under thin brows, and Ukdiali looking up into great black ones that went dreamy and went hot in endless alternation. Then Yolan would go back to the world of men, and Ukdiali would return to her occupations in the land of the ever-young. "'What did he say?' her sister of the she would ask. He said I was the berry of the mountain, the star of knowledge, and the blossom of the raspberry. They always say the same thing, her sister pouted. But they look other things, Ugdiele insisted. They feel other things, she murmured, and an endless conversation recommenced. Then for some time Yolan did not come to fairy, and Ugdiele marvelled at that, while her sister made a hundred surmises, each one worse than the last. He is not dead, or he would be here, she said. He has forgotten you, my darling. News was brought to Tiernanog of the marriage of Yolan and Turin, and when Ukdiali heard that news, her heart ceased to beat for a moment, and she closed her eyes. Now, said her sister of the she, that is how long the love for mortal lasts, she added in the voice of sad triumph, which is proper to sisters. But on Ukdiali there came a rage of jealousy and despair such as no person the she had ever heard of, and from that moment she became capable of every ill deed, for there are two things not easily controlled, and they are hunger and jealousy. She determined that the woman who had supplanted her in Yolan's affections should rue the day she did it. She pondered and brooded revenge in her heart, sitting in thoughtful solitude and bitter collectedness until, at last, she had a plan. She understood the arts of magic and shape-changing, so she changed her shape into that of Finn's female runner, the best-known woman in Ireland. Then she set out from fairy and appeared in the world. She travelled in the direction of Yolan's stronghold. Yolan knew the appearance of Finn's messenger, but he was surprised to see her. She saluted him. Health and long life, my master. 
Health and good days, he replied. What brings you here, dear heart? I come from Finn. And your message? said he. The royal captain intends to visit you. He will be welcome, said Yolan. We shall give him an Ulster feast. The world knows what that is, said the messenger courteously. And now, she continued, I have messages for your queen. Tyrion then walked from the house with the messenger, but when they had gone a short distance, Ukdiali drew a hazel rod from beneath her cloak and struck it on the queen's shoulder, and on the instant Tyrion's figure trembled and quivered, and it began to whirl inwards and downwards, and she changed into the appearance of a hound. It was sad to see the beautiful slender dog standing shivering and astonished, and sad to see the lovely eyes that looked out pitifully in terror and amazement. But Ukdiali did not feel sad. She clasped a chain about the hound's neck, and they set off westward towards the house of Fergus Fionn Leith, who was reputed to be the unfriendliest man in the world to a dog. It was because of his reputation that Ukdiali was bringing the hound to him. She did not want a good home for this dog. She wanted the worst home that could be found in the world, and she thought that Fergus would revenge for her the rage and jealousy which she felt towards Tyrion. End of chapter 2